Clou, Kai, Clou, Pedran Clou. To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. Everybody and welcome back to the uh, What's This Dow All About podcast. My name is Todd Perry. With me is the great C. Joe, Dr. Carl Totten. Good morning, all. Now, uh, on this show, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Taoist... What was that I heard? Oh, I thought I heard something. Sometimes you... I thought I heard a radio signal being picked up in my head. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the... Uh, Taoism in The Last Jedi, the recent Star Wars film. We're just going to hit that. We've talked about Star Wars before. We're just going to talk about it briefly because it came back up in this uh, movie. And we've got some listener email. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about Chapter th- 13 of the Tao Te Ching, which uh, comes from the email. Uh, before we get into that, uh, somebody on iTunes left a review. And they said that they liked the theme song to the show. And they wanted to know like where it came from or what the deal was. So, real quick, and by the way, if you're listening to the show, you could do us a favor. We don't ask for money. We don't ask for anything. Just uh, go up there. We leave us a review because it's good for the, the rankings on the show. So, whether you're on Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes or, uh, or some bootleg podcast app <laughs> out there, we know who you are. Um, go for that. Now, uh, so, so somebody asked, and so here's the funny thing. When we were getting ready to do the show, I wanted to make sure that everything on this show was not copyrighted, which I'm going to violate later by playing the Star Wars clips. But because (laughs) if somebody wanted to pick up the show elsewhere and whatever, and there's a rights issue with using copyrighted music, uh, I just, I wanted to avoid that. And I also wanted to avoid the show. What's the the term is they call a Orientalism Mm. where people kind of fetishize Mm-hmm. Asian things and I, I wanted the show to be as we do like us talking about the Tao in the normal world as it is today versus somebody being stuffy and self-important and there's that like Asian flute music in the background <laughs> hello we're talking about the Tao you know we didn't want to do that so I was like I want something funky and one of my favorite instruments is the Fender Rhodes electric piano mm-hmm. which the, which you which is this uh, this song is is on it and and what I and so someone wanted to know what song that was and honestly it's some guy on YouTube, um, and it said like cool vintage Fender Rhodes hmm. was was it and I went through all these different things with the Fender Rhodes and this guy rips off this sweet on there it sounds like the theme from Taxi uh-huh. the Fender Rhodes piano lots of Beastie Boys stuff is the Fender Rhodes piano and so I just I I did a clip of that. Because it was just a guy improvising. I have no idea who the person is. There's no name on it. 
And the file, there's a picture on, there's a video on YouTube, and it says, shut the F up <laughs> on it. Yeah, the guy even has a vulgar message. <laughs> but then I thought it sounded great, so I stole it off of YouTube. It's perfect. And then I added a, an old Chinese man reciting the Tao Te Ching, in the beginning, right. and some gongs, and Dr. <laughs> Carl screaming, what's this Tao all about? And that's our song. So the... People want to know. You can't get it anywhere. I'll send you the file if you want to email me. You can listen every morning. It's great. Um, so that's where that came from. Love it. So uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, the movie, the latest installment of the Star Wars franchise came out. The controversial Last Jedi where people either loved it or hated it. Um, critics loved it. It's not like some of the other movies that people didn't like, which which was kind of like maybe poorly written or poorly acted or whatever. This one, people, I think, just didn't like the way the story went or people loved the way the story went. I think Dr. Carl and I both liked the movie. I liked it very much. Yeah, I liked it as well. I mean, it had classic themes, a lot of energy, a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, great characters, I thought. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I liked it. And they even kind of snub... The nerds in the eye and lots of parts of the movie where they want to know certain things like, no, it didn't matter. But there will be no spoilers in the film, but there is a, I'm sitting there watching the movie with my wife and my buddy Oscar and we're watching it and I was like, oh my God, that's straight out of the Tao Te Ching. Oh my, like all the Tao parts. My buddy Oscar really isn't into it and, and my wife is tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there by myself going, oh, my God, there's so much Tao stuff in here. I got to talk about this on the show. Um, and so I'm going to play clips that I uh, got uh, illegally. <laughs> Come sue me, MPAA. We're promoting the film. Yeah, that's right. Promoting the film. But I, I downloaded some bootleg clips of the movie, and we're going to listen to them here. And this is – so there's a scene – no spoilers. You can listen to this even if you haven't seen the movie. Where, because, you know, at the end of The Force Awakens, if you're a Star Wars fan, Rey, our heroine, finds the elusive Luke Skywalker on an island. I forget what it's called, like, something or something, <laughs> something in Hebrew. And they're out on the, the island, and then she, he, he tries to start kind of training her as Yoda did to him. And so, you know, they're talking about the Force, and in this first clip... Um, Luke says something very, very Taoist about the Force. So here we go. Master Skywalker, we need you to bring the Jedi back because Kylo Ren is strong with the dark side of the Force. Without the Jedi, we won't stand a chance against him. What do you know about the Force? It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Lesson one, sit here, legs crossed. The force is not a power you have. It's not about lifting rocks. It's the energy between all things, the tension, the balance that binds the universe together. Okay. But what is it? Close your eyes. Breathe. Now, reach out. So 
So I like that at, at first kind of Ray, even though she experiences the force and everything, <laughs> she experiences that as, as a kind of her power. Right, and then Luke says, "No, it's more of a Wu Wei thing, where right. it's the power that's already there, and you're just using it and you're right. manifesting it, which is <laughs> the ultimate Taoist idea. Where maybe if you just thought of the way and its power in the first way, you think, oh, this is my strength coming right. directly out of me versus me using the house rules.' I always think of Taoism. I'm trying to figure a simple way of saying it when people don't know. Ask me about it, which rarely happens. But if they do, like, what's this <laughs> podcasting you do? That it's playing with the house rules, like in a casino, right? And the, the house rules, the universe's rules, and the universe's energy goes this way. And if we use it, we can find tremendous power in harnessing it. Yes, yes. In, in fact, I was just speaking with someone the other day about these laws of nature. You know, there are laws of nature, and we cannot violate them <laughs> with impunity. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you know, what we're really talking about, again, this force, we're really talking about this, this quantum field, you know, like he said, that, it, that connects everything. And, and also, we are composed. Uh, we're part of the field. Right. We're part of this matrix. You know, we, we, everything that is is part of everything that is right. and is connected to everything that is. And the Jedi learned how to align themselves with that, much like the ancient Taoist masters did, align themselves with that in order to uh, assist nature maintaining balance. Right. You know, often they were called, um, like the Jedi, they're called Jedi what? Warriors. Yeah. Right? And the knights. Ancient, or, knights yeah, yeah. Warriors. Jedi warriors. Yeah. And the ancient Taoists, many of them knew you know, Chinese martial arts, right? They knew Kung Fu and Tai Chi and things, right? You know, in fact, tai, people think of Tai Chi as this slow-moving kind of, you know, yogic-like dance, right? Mm -hmm. But, of course, the word Tai Chi Chuan means the grand ultimate fist, right. <laughs> meaning this is, no, this is a fighting art. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's done learning how to move in harmony with others so you don't create conflict, but by moving in harmony with others from your own sense of stability, your own center, that puts you at an advantage, right? right? You know, in a combative situation or in a cooperative situation, you know, where your balance in sync with another person's balance creates a, gr a greater entity, a greater creative expression that then becomes something bigger than the two of you uh, individually. Uh, or three, or ten, or whatever number of people are involved in a, a creative project. You might say that's learning how to do the Tai Chi of, and in fact, there's a process, there's, a, there's an exercise in Tai Chi called push hands, where you don't really push hands with each other. You synchronize your movements with each other, almost like synchronized swimming or something, you know, where you learn how to move in harmony with another person. You learn how to take what could be a, a conflict and turn it into something that's cooperative. And then more power, like a synergistic exactly. energy effect. Exactly. And in, in, in the movie, there's a funny thing. And again, this is not going to spoil anything, but there is Kylo Ren mm -hmm. on the dark side who is kind of questioning his allegiance to the dark side and that type of the force. Then you have 
Ray uh, on the other side, who mm -hmm. is you know part of the light side of the force, but also is unsure of her place in the world. Right, right. And they, and in a way, a certain way, they're almost trying to meld their energies <laughs> together. <laughs> do they or do they not? You know, you'll mm -hmm. you'll see it in the preview you know, that this is a conflict <laughs> in the movie. And do they come together and create this synergistic power? Yes. Out of it, which is you know very similar to the Tai Chi yes. Chuan that you were discussing. Yes. Now let's see. I have another clip here. Uh, where, which is, so after that, um, Luke gets Ray to start kind of meditating on, on this island and, you know, and then she kind of starts instead of, well, the funny thing is that in meditation, we go within, mm -hmm. right? In Star Wars here, the Jedis are reaching out. Now, is there a meditative practice? Do you, do you know, is, is there anyone in any kind of meditative tradition where people reach out. I mean, there's also things like astral projection or whatever mm -hmm. where people project themselves out of their body, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's an astral projection thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Been there, done that. Yes. Right. So, okay, so <laughs> there are ways that through meditation we could almost do this kind of Jedi... <laughs> not to try to force the Jedi thing so into the Tao, but there is a reaching out thing um, that one can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, you know, th there's active as well as passive forms of meditation and yoga. Right? You know, there, there, there are external practices that assist internal development. There are internal practices that assist that assist with things that can be accomplished in the external world. So again, as within, so without. Right. right? As above, so below. Right. right. You know, the kind of the ancient uh, Greek philosophy from Hermes of, of Greece right. you know, said that. So the, the, there's an interaction you know, between what's within and what's without. And where one begins, whether it's on the outside or the inside, really depends on where a person is and their level of understanding. For example, a person who's completely Western in their ideas and uh, you know, a person who likes to talk a lot and do a lot, is really into doing, now, how successful do you think are you going to be in trying to get a person like that to sit down, stop moving, close their eyes, not talk, and, and have nothing in their consciousness? The chances oh. of that being successful are close to zero. <laughs> I guarantee you. Very tough for me personally to get to that point. Yes. Much easier is, okay, since their na nature is to be more active, you you go with what where the person is. You teach them an active form of moving meditation. You know maybe yoga. You know where they're stretching and moving into postures, or tai chi, or kung fu, or karate, or something. You know something that is based on a lot of these same principles of like yin and yang and harmony and balance and so on. But you approach it from the position that they it it'd be more. Wu Wei, they won't mm -hmm. have to struggle so much to get there if you meet them halfway, right, rather okay. than make them come all the way over to stillness and quietude and silence. Uh, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> like the art of teaching is meet the student where they are. Exactly. Right. Okay, so we have another of Luke meeting Ray where she is. Mm -hmm. Breathe. Just breathe. Reach out with your feelings. What do you see? 
The idea in this, which is, is, is really interesting, is kind of in other Star Wars installments, the idea is, you know, the person is a Jedi and they're kind of born that way or there's some kind of thing in the bloodline or whatever. But in, in this film, again, this isn't really a spoiler. Uh, in this film, it's kind of like this is accessible to everyone if they're just sensitive mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. is kind of the idea. And it, there's nothing more Taoist. She's, you know, what do you feel? The island, life. Death and decay that feeds new life, warm, cold, yes. peace, violence, and between it all, balance and energy. Wow. Like, hello, <laughs> like that came right out of the Tao Te Ching. Almost, he, it, I mean, he ripped straight out of the Tao. Lao, Lao Tzu deserves, you know, a, some writing credit here. He deserves one at least one percent of the film. You know, we can call this episode the uh, yeah the the Tao of a Star Wars, yeah. right? We should say that as descendants of Lao Tzu, we deserve some kind of payment for this. Maybe Ryan Johnson listens to this show. Is what I'm saying. But yeah, and 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 then she goes on to say that it is within me and it is kind of mm-hmm. without me like you know uh, as as we were just saying and has this experience and you know it's a weird thing where not that many people know about Taoism but what a perfect vehicle to show people you know exactly what this Tao is all yes. about is through things like this and have it just so blatant. And one of the hugest pieces of pop culture absolutely uh, is a beautiful thing course we know the way going back that george lucas definitely did his homework oh yeah you know going all the way back to the beginning of the of the series yes you know we know he was really into you know reading you know the ancient law of the ancient literature you know whether it was things from the you know the ancient samurai as well as oh, yeah. uh, you know you know buddhist taoist literature so that seed has uh, g- germinated over <laughs> over these many years and is infused really within the, this uh, amazing series yeah you know that is made uh, you know billions and talk about billions and billions <laughs> of revenue oh yeah and and is and will continue i'm sure into the foreseeable future. oh yeah they'll be by the time my kid's a teenager there'll be <laughs> 70 star wars films of varying quality so funny enough so we have an email from a listener known whose name is luke <laughs> how about that yeah Amazing. Yeah, and uh, the, the, uh, you can't plan these things. No, no, it's <laughs> just the doubt, you know. And and so uh, Luke, Luke sent an email actually asking about kind of a personal problem, and we personally got back to him. But there was another part in his email that I thought was worth noting, uh, because everybody listening, uh, I I think m- myself included, 
uh, you know, at a, has a certain point where they are down on themselves, uh, has a certain point where they feel like they fail themselves, and they beat themselves up. I do this all the time. Um, was the other day, actually, I was watching this documentary on David Bowie. Or, or no, in, his son tweeted, and he said, the interesting thing is that my father used to say, one message he used to always say is, don't beat yourself up. Mm. He was very into saying, we all make mistakes, Pick it, just move on. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't get too hung up on it, you know. And uh, so Luke, Luke's email about, uh, he kind of went through a quote, a spiritual misadventure at some point uh, in his life and kind of came out of it with the Tao. Todd and Carl, I just picked up your show about a month ago and uh, already I've listened to about half the podcast. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Again, I always have to read the compliment part. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to share with you that the Tao Te Ching has been a source of inspiration and comfort since I first picked it up 15 years ago. Sometimes particular passages have jumped out of the page, having particular reverence to my life at that time. After one spiritual misadventure, I ended up in a mental institution for a while. It was a total fall from grace. Well, maybe not grace. However, my reputation had fallen overboard and drowned. I could no longer teach at high schools for a while, and even though my experience was of no harm to anyone. Getting out of hospital and in the process of moving house, I dropped the Tao Te Ching as I was packing it, and it fell open to chapter 13. (laughs) The words themselves were enough to keep me going. And this is a translation from John C. Wu. Uh, Welcome disgrace as a pleasant surprise. Prize calamities as your own body. The whole passage resonated deeply and profoundly. And indeed, the lowly state I found myself in has been a blessing. The ego has taken a back seat. Things like status have evaporated, and I come to realize as they were an apparition anyway. I feel more free and don't stress so much, even when I have no money. The only downside is that you soon work out who your fair weather friends are. Huh. Best wishes, Luke. <laughs> That's great. So, you know, I, we have talked about Chapter 13 a little bit on a previous show, mm-hmm. but looking at this, looking at it from this perspective from the listener and this particular translation by uh, Mr. Wu, uh, I thought it was definitely worth... Uh, revisiting um and it's basically welcome disgrace as a pleasant surprise prize calamities as your own body why should we welcome disgrace as a pleasant surprise because a lowly state is a boon getting it is a pleasant surprise and so is losing it that's great (laughs) um that's why we should welcome disgrace as a pleasant surprise because the body is the very source of our calamities if we have no body What calamities do we have? Hence, only he who is willing to give his body for the sake of the world is fit to be entrusted with the world. Only he who can do it with love is worthy of being steward of the world. Hmm. And so, welcome disgrace with a pleasant surprise. I was thinking about this because I, I don't know, sometime in late December, I had like a work party thing where it started very early in the day and we were in Malibu and boss was footing the bill and there was sake flowing. You know, I made it home at like 11 at night. And the next morning I was like, oh, Lord, that was a day of lack of balance. <laughs> and I was paying for it the next day. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, you have a headache, you're feeling ill. <laughs> and then I thought back to the listener email. 
Welcome disgrace is a pleasant surprise. <laughs> and I read the chapter. I must have read that chapter five times to myself to appreciate this lowly, degraded state <laughs> and what I would learn from it. Oh, yes. And how yeah. I would then not do that again or at least anytime soon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was a powerful thing to me. And I thought I need uh, to embrace that. Just like on the last show we were talking about, I was late. I was having car troubles. I screwed up my order at Starbucks. I mean, all first world problems. There's real problems in the world, but it it put put off delaying our show. It made you wait, and then lo and behold, in that time, you know, Benjamin Hoff calls. So, um, and then I was I was also thinking, there's the the lowly state is a boon, and you know, right now at this this point in my life, I feel like you know I've got a a family and a wife and dogs and tortoises and a house and responsibilities and all this. And there's the old, uh, there was in Fight Club, you know, what you own owns you. <laughs> there's that thing where <laughs> in my quiet moments, <laughs> after a day of raising a child and being a husband and having all of my energies kind of put towards others <laughs> or maintaining possessions like a house, uh, See, all that's kind of gain, right? mm, in a sense, uh, but also a loss. But, well, that, that's why you know. My, my, I was thinking, you know, gain and loss, gain and loss. Hmm. Uh, you know, we know we experience gain through, through by moving across the state from loss. We experience loss by moving across the state from gain. Right? Yeah. Each one kind of illuminates and and allows us to actually appreciate the other. Yes. Sense. Yes. So loss and you know gain and loss, ups and downs. It's the way of the Tao. It's the way of nature, and, and like the passage mentioned, it it comes from being in a body in physical existence. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, the body doesn't just mean you know your meat soup, but basic yeah basic existence. If you're going to exist, you are going to be subject. No one is immune to the ups and downs. No, and, and in fact, that's what propels life forward. It's mm. like a wave. The yeah. fact that the wave goes up and it goes back down propels it forward. It's very much the same, I think, in our life. <laughs> yeah. And in, in a certain way, all pain, like someone once said this to me, and I think there's a certain truth to it. Um, Take into extremes, not. But in a certain way, all pain is equal, right? Like if... I mean, there's somebody who has kind of severe kind of like third world poverty types of problems, right? Mm -hmm. And they can be miserable, but also many times they're happy in that kind of in, in the way they're living because their expectations for life are different. Mm -hmm. They value certain things like family versus status and material thing. And there can be a, a level of pain in that person, but also in a weird way in some upper class person in America can have a pain which is completely almost pointless, you know, problems relating to status or everything. But in a weird way, those people can actually internally feel the same level of discomfort, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it's all about perspective. And it's, it's not right. saying that the person living in poverty's pain is, it's, it's more legitimate, but the pain on some level can be equal, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. it's all, like you said, it all depends on how people experience their situation. Yeah. You know. But I think that the Taoist perspective, since it allows for everything w without necessarily judging it and without being attached to other people's opinions so much, uh, gives us uh, a flexibility and freedom 
that feels very liberating. Yeah. Very liberating. Um, by being open to the inevitable misfortunes, which everyone is going to experience, and not fighting it or resisting it so much, that's called being at peace right. with, your, with yourself and with your situation. Because in time and with by hewing deeply to all aspects of our inner being in harmony with that of nature, we will find balance and be able to become stewards of the world. Mm -hmm. Stewards of the world. Right. Uh, something that the shamans often talk about, that, our that earth is like a garden and our job is to be good caretakers of the garden yeah. of Mother Earth. You know, so that we and nature have that that har harmonious relationship uh, of you know nature and the nature's caretaker, mm -hmm. which is really beautiful. I think. I think the idea was a Hebrew were tikkun olam. I think it is something tikkun olam, which is repairing the earth, hmm. which is hmm. kind of a a kind of a responsibility in the hmm. the Jewish faith. Yes. That yes. So, again, I got another idea just by talking about all of that, another kind of Taoist exercise. Because, you know, all these things are, are really pleasant to, you know, to hear and to discuss. But I think it's helpful to people if they have a practice to be able to practice some of these skills yes. and, and t take it and run with it. Yeah. You know, so one exercise is, you know, any of us just sit for a moment and just practice by thinking about a period in your life where you felt down <laughs> yeah. or not appreciated by others. And maybe you were feeling particularly harsh towards yourself even. And what you want to do is to be able to sit and almost kind of watch this situation play out like a movie where you're not caught up in it. You're just observing it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's like mindful meditation, in yeah. fact. You're just the observer. You want to suspend all judgment and just watch. But as you're watching, remember, life is about lessons, mm -hmm. right? Every second is a lesson, if we're paying attention. Yes. So this is paying attention yeah. to whatever lessons that this experience is. Remember, we know we're going to have the ups and downs. We better learn from the ups. We better learn from the downs, mm -hmm. right? In order to achieve, ultimately, balance. Right. Balance. And so what lessons become apparent to you as you practice this? Uh, you can even see yourself sometimes as a small, as a small child. And what is that? You you have a small child. Yes. What is that child doing all day, every day? Learning, practicing new things. Screaming. Right? Screaming. Crying. Right? Demanding it's, food. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> but they're learning how to live within their environment and yes. get their needs met. Yes. Right? Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's yes. And so we need to feel this spirit of loving kindness towards ourselves and forgiveness towards ourselves because... If we're learning from our experiences, then we're still growing. The Tao always provides. Yeah. Always. It cannot not provide. Right. But we cannot listen. <laughs> yeah. We cannot accept we it. We cannot receive and accept. That's very possible. <laughs> uh, I was listening the other day to a discussion um, on, on mindfulness. It was a, a doctor who was very big into meditation uh, on the 10% Happier podcast talking about him dan harris mm -hmm. who's written a couple books on meditation and they're talking about mindfulness and a big part of it you know was when we have negative emotions or we have anger that we really engage in it 
not not be angry and then just you know go put your fist through a wall <laughs> but, but be angry and watch feel your anger mm-hmm. watch it uh, wa- watch it pass and also experience the entire thing and don't don't suppress it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then that way it goes quicker but then also we kind of learn from it and we and we also accept the transient nature of emotion yes i also think it's important to see you see anger typically is a reaction to something what was the something frequently it's an outgrowth of something that was very frustrating to somebody yeah and so where, where were the roots of that frustration and is there a way going forward in the future to arrange and your interaction with nature with life with your associates with in your relationships at your work and your other activities is there a way to arrange your relationship with all that is within your Tao so that you have better balance better harmony more satisfaction therefore not experience such frustration that then leads to anger right so again there's a lesson there there's a lesson yeah. there yeah but a lot of people I think they just get angry and because anger feels better than helplessness mm-hmm. they get addicted to anger yeah and then the bio- ang- biologically I yeah, assume the as brain well. the yeah. brain gets addicted to anger yeah and that becomes their um, their their kind of automatic uh, go-to plan you know whenever they don't get their way yeah everything goes to anger. <laughs> but 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 where's the where's the learning in that if they're just doing the same acting out especially if they're actually breaking things or worse harming themselves or others yeah where was the learning in there yeah see they're they're just stuck in a repeating revolving loop you might say they're stuck in a habit and they're not learning anything yeah so extreme emotions up down whatever is again it's a signal to ourselves or can be a signal to ourselves to step back observe don't judge so much just watch and absorb the lesson. Yeah. Because there's always a lesson. Right. Always. And, and so with that, also, you know, we're talking about welcoming grace as a pleasant surprise, and that's take the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, don't just shrug it off, you know. You, you lost your job. You know, don't, don't just shrug it off. Mm-hmm. Learn from it or, you know, embrace it. And, and I, I think there's also part of balance is that if I don't, embrace the negative things that happen to me or fully experience them not to not to overindulge which is a different thing and woe is me and all that but if i don't fully experience it i'm not going to fully experience the other end of the mm-hmm. wave when something good does happen right and if i minimize one i'll minimize the other right right, right. there's no point where anybody's clinging on to one extreme you know what i'm saying like if i have to have one to have the other and in every life, almost a, as I was talking about earlier, that the balance between the person who's kind of living in poverty, having pains versus the person who's rich, having mm-hmm. pains, their baselines are in mm-hmm. totally different places. Right. But yeah. their ups and downs are probably right. yeah. almost kind of equal <laughs> in a certain way. Um, and, and at least all of what we're saying is true at this dimensional level of our evolution. Right. Which is 3D. Because 3D exists within a um, matrix of polarity mm-hmm. <laughs> at a certain point when we have moved into complete harmony <laughs> within ourselves and within the Tao, within the quantum universe 
and move to 4D, 5D, 6D, except higher dimensional levels of reality and existence, everything changes. Yeah. Yeah. All those polarities that we see, you know, black, white, right, wrong, this, that, uh, you know, capitalism, communism, blah, 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 right, left, Republican, Democrat, all that is gone. Right. (laughs) And everything just is. But we're not there yet. (laughs) Well, as you said, the the yin and yang symbol. We're not there yet. The representation of yin and yang that we see is kind of a two-dimensional thing. Mm-hmm. But as you yes. once explained to me, you're like, no, no, no. It's a three-dimensional, four-dimensional. multi-dimensional, yes. Yes. And that's a simple representation. Exactly. Exactly. But again, we like we mentioned a little while ago, you have to meet people where they are. Right. You know, there's, there's zero point of me speaking to people in the third dimensional existence from a fourth or fifth dimensional perspective absolutely worthless right. <laughs> it'd be like i'm talking you know gobbledygook right. you know gibberish in tongues yeah you speaking know. in tongues you know yeah <laughs> i wouldn't listen for t- two seconds right <laughs> and that's definitely not what this dow is all about <laughs>